Well, you know comedy's not good, right? Holy shit. This is breaking news. Mm-hmm. I mean, your comedy's not good, Sam. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. Oh. Well. And now, Impolite Company presents The Lion's Den. Rawr! <laughs> Well-behaved women seldom make history. Uh, it's a very popular quote and saying and a very true one. Uh, it's, it's a testament to society's trend of shaming women into behaving in a certain way. And if you don't fit into these uh, small parameters of what a woman is supposed to be or what a lady is supposed to be, then uh, no matter what your accomplishments are, nobody is going to hear about them if, if you don't fit standards, expectations as far as image goes. And I think uh, there's no truer portrayal of uh, that saying than the uh, the unsung hero of Dunder Mifflin, Scranton, uh, Meredith Palmer. I was watching The Office today. Uh, early, I started the season over uh, because I work from home on Sundays, so it's nice to have on in the background. And uh, Mer- Meredith goes through like Meredith does not get her credit uh, on the office for everything that she endures at the hands of the tyrant Michael Scott because Michael Scott is uh, at the core of he's the villain of the office he is the main antagonist even as the protagonist and and he puts Meredith through hell uh, from beginning to end on that show let's let's talk about it he uh Let's see, he, he throws her a whack uh, surprise birthday party a month before her birthday to get office morale up for his poor choices. Uh, he gets cake, she, he gets ice cream cake, which uh, she can't eat because she's lactose intolerant at that whack birthday party. Uh, when she gets drunk at the Christmas party and takes... Uh, her clothes off and reveals herself to him in, a, in a, an intimate proposition. Uh, he responds by taking a picture of her and uh, putting it in the office newsletter. Um, he he disrespects Phyllis's uh, gift of oven mitts, and when Meredith is gracious enough and, and kind enough to take the gift. Uh, during Yankee Swap to spare Phyllis's feelings somewhat, uh, Michael then ridicules her for that. And he does that because he knows at his core that she's a better person uh, than he is. And he's he's moping around because he got Ryan a iPod and nobody kissed his ass for it. Uh, and then all Phyllis got him was oven mitts because there was a $20 limit on the Secret Santa. And she plays by the rules and it's a thoughtful gift. And then he doesn't want it, so he just bitches and moans about uh, getting oven mitts. And, and so, you know, Meredith finally says, okay, I'll take them. Like, nobody agrees with him. Nobody laughs with him when he makes fun of Phyllis for her gift. So then when Meredith is gracious enough to take it, uh, he, he's angry because now he, it's backfired again. And now she's still looking better than him, so he takes it out on her. Uh, when they have to use her vans, I'm not going to catalog through it all, but... Yeah, uh, Merrick does not get her credit. He hit her with his car. Like, with his entire car, just hit her and broke her pelvis. He's the damn devil, and Meredith Palmer uh, deserves our respect.
our adoration and our awe uh, and our admiration. Uh, she's she's the best of us. Long may she reign. All right, guys. Uh, I'm Sam Lyons. Thanks for tuning to Lyons Den. This is going to be a uh, shorter one, probably. But we're gonna have a good time with it. Uh, it is Easter Sunday. I hope everybody's had a very happy Easter, Resurrection Day, or Sunday, or April twenty, whatever you call it. I hope, I hope your day's been good. I hope you had a good one. Uh, it's been all right for me. I work. I work on Sunday, so just you know, did that for eight hours. Had the office on in the background. Uh, got myself some catfish uh, for lunch. It was pretty good. And then I'll. Uh, have something good for dinner here in a bit. Uh, it's Sunday. It means it's time for Season 8, Episode 2 of Game of Thrones. It's going to be a fantastic one. Uh, I'm calling it. It's going to be the trial of Jamie Lannister. Uh, I'm getting ready to talk about Game of Thrones here, so I don't know what you've seen or haven't seen, but you might hear something you don't want to hear. Anyway, uh, so the, the trailer for... So first, all right, let's talk about uh, Episode 1. You know, it was uh, it was it was Game of Thrones episode one. It was a uh, it, it was a season premiere. They did a lot of setting up and building blocks, positioning, uh, getting everybody ready. There were a few uh, few re- reveals I wasn't too happy about with the way they happened. Obviously, the the big Jon Snow reveal uh, that if you've been watching the show, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it was it was kind of just tossed off and it's like it's the one person who needs to hear this news uh gets told it in such a half-assed way you know we 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 first found out the truth about uh Jon Snow in season i mean people have been saying it for years through the books and the show we it, we first actually found it out in uh season 6 and uh it's been revealed like two or three times since then these big dramatic ways from people to people who aren't Jon Snow who have who it doesn't really affect who aren't involved in it and then when it's finally his time to find out and uh Samuel Tarly's supposed to bring this truth to him like like this is Jon and Sam Jon Snow and J- Sam Tarly are best friends they are they are true brothers uh and news is big. I don't feel like Samuel Tarly would ever just kind of drop on John in this angry, haphazard, sloppy way just because he's upset with uh, Daenerys for what happened to his family. And he just kind of tosses it off at the end of the episode. Uh, it, it, it's just a cliffhanger just for the point of having a cliffhanger. Uh, just trying to keep us hooked for the next week, which, you know, you don't at this point they don't really have to try like if we've been watching it this far we're not gonna not watch the last five episodes because one episode you know doesn't end super dramatic um i don't know but i'm I'm ready for it i'm ready to dive into it episode two jamie lannister will answer uh for his original crimes i'm looking very forward to that i'm not talking about being the king slayer that was that needed to happen Jamie Lannister's been due some respect. I'm I'm tired of everybody. I mean, he's definitely got his sins and his flaws, and I got my beef with him. But this this you know shame and ridicule and disgrace he's gotten for years for uh, slaying the Mad King. We call they called him the Mad King. Like that was just a casual nickname 
for Ares Targaryen. Like maybe maybe he needed to die. Maybe it doesn't really matter who did it. Maybe it doesn't matter if it was supposed to be his bodyguard. The guy was a villain and needed to go. And Jamie did what had to be done. It doesn't really matter why he did it. Uh, he he. I don't really care about the means. I'm here for the ends. You know. So uh, so that's not his crime. But his crimes for. Uh, for season one, episode one, he'll have to come to justice for those. That's gonna be great. We're gonna see a lot of uh, a lot of attitudes served from Sansa and and Daenerys. I'm really enjoying uh, this vibe of them going at each other. It, it, it's it's kind of like what you think may have happened if we'd gotten to see more uh, Cersei and Catelyn Stark in the early seasons. Like if they had actually had interactions with each other for more than one episode i think they would uh they would treat each other this way this this kind of cold tentative respect for each other that could just collapse at any moment on either side like either one of them could make the wrong move and turn into an all-out war among uh the northern alliance so ready to get into that uh yeah that's all i want to say about i'm not here to analyze Game of Thrones. My baby boy Brendan Olson was supposed to come on with me, and we were going to talk Game of Thrones episode one. Uh, we couldn't make that happen because we're, we're both adults and have lives, and our schedules didn't link up. But Brendan, we're doing it soon. Uh, if you're listening to this, get at me. Let's put it on calendars. Let's uh, let's do it at the end. Let's, let's we'll we'll watch. Uh, we'll, we'll do all of season eight, and then me and Brendan Olson, local St. Louis comic, we will get together and we will just talk about uh, Game of Thrones until, until we can't talk anymore and we'll break it all down for you, give you all the analysis that you don't want. Uh, it'll be a good time. So, so look for that episode in about six, seven weeks and it'll be fun. It's always good to have Brendan on the show. Hey, anybody out there who wants to uh, come on the lines den and chat with me anytime, slide up in my DMs, get at me on Facebook uh, Twitter at Wu Tang Sammy. Hit me up at Impolite Company. Uh, just let me know. We can definitely. I will talk about anything. We can sit here for an hour and we can just play charades and make the audience listen to us play charades. I'm here for it. I just I want to get people on here. Uh, and let's just let's make it a fun show. And we'll just we'll just we'll just chat. Uh, I, I did a podcast recently. Uh, the Winter Faith podcast that my old friend. My good friend Andy Frazier uh, records on the regular. Uh, we were roommates uh, back in Oxford a few years ago, and uh, he's he's living out in North Carolina now, and does a it, it's a it's a dope podcast. He gets a lot of different uh, folks on for interviews and just talks about their lives and their their professions and you know their passions and and their faith if they have a faith and how everything interacts. So you should definitely check out that podcast. Uh, it's the Winter Faith Podcast. You can find it on iTunes. And on Facebook as well. Uh, so give that a listen. Done some good shows recently. Uh, last night, Saturday night, April 20th. Uh, I was down in Farmington, Missouri. Uh, with Meredith Hopping coming back onto the scene. Very excited for that. Emily Hickner and Charlie Hester. I got to host a show for them. Uh, at the Salted Duck in Farmington. That show was uh, produced by Nate Barron. Stand-up comic down there who's who's gotten into putting shows on recently, and they have been a very good time. Great turnout, really fun crowd. Uh, very interesting place to do comedy. So if you live down in the uh, Farmington area 
You want to go see some comedy, get at Nate Barron on Facebook, find out when his next show is. He puts on a lot of those. Uh, this one was for the Southeast Missouri Family Violence Council. A little bit of a benefit to bring some awareness to all the good work they're doing down there. So it was great being a part of that show and getting to work with all of my friends. Just me and all my friends on a show. That's that's what stand-up's about, and that's what I love doing. Just working with uh, Meredith and Emily and, and Charlie and getting to see them in action. Uh, it was a fantastic time. Friday night, I did the uh, No Mic Stand show. That is John Green's pop-up house show uh, that they have been putting on for a couple months now, I feel like. Uh, and, and this was my first one getting to go to, and I was glad I got to be on that. Uh, it was a fantastic time. It's just a fun, such a fun concept. Just uh, let's, you know, let's, let's just all get together in somebody's living room or, or backyard or basement and just watch some comedy. Uh it's 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 true art, and that was a, a really great lineup. A lot of great people on that. Emily Hickner was on that one as well. Molly Ambergy was on there. Uh, we had some really funny out-of-towners. Uh, yeah, Jason Brennan came through. Uh, it was great. It was a great time. Uh, Bill's wife. Uh, it, was a, it was a good show. And it was just a, a fun time just hanging out with comics and fans all together at a party. Uh, and that, that's... Again, that's what it's all about. Uh, it's just getting to do these shows and getting to interact with people and just have, yourself, have ourselves a good time. Uh, next show coming up, I will be uh, in Edwardsville, Illinois on Saturday the 27th. I'm uh, going to be doing the Dark Rose Comedy Show as Doug Morris's uh, monthly showcase at Artisan Bakery in Edwardsville. Uh, that show is going to start at 8 o'clock. I'm doing that with Doug. Bobby J. Cox and Matt Wayman. Uh, it's $10 tickets for the public, $5 tickets with any student ID. So come on over uh, to Artisan Bakery in Edwardsville next Friday, the 27th, for the Dark Roast Comedy Show. Uh, hope I see you there. Let's see. Uh, if you weren't at Yours, Mine, and Ours last Wednesday at the Heavy Anchor, uh, then shame, shame on you because you missed a really fun show. Uh, Another great time with my friends. We had Pat Ryan on that show, Purdy B, Kate Barton, and Justin Luke headlining. Uh, Emily Hickner came through and co-hosted with me, and it, it's a great show. I, I'm really excited to have Yours, Mine, and Ours back up and running every month at the Heavy Anchor. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great place to be. Love working with Josh and Joey, like I always say. Uh, it's such a fun time. Shout out to the Heavy Anchor. Congratulations. They just celebrated their eighth anniversary of being open. Uh, you, you gotta slide through there if you're not already, uh, and why not slide through for, uh, the next open mic, you know, comedy shipwreck, Chad Wallace open mic happens every Monday at the Heavy Anchor, so you can go through for that, or you can come through for the next Yours, Mine, and Ours, which is gonna be, uh, Thursday, May 16th, great lineup, we've got Stefan Hightower, uh, headlining for us, and then we will also have Jason Brennan on that show, uh, as well as Allison Summers coming through in town from Nashville. So we, uh, her second time getting on the show. Excited for that. Uh, Jason's in from out of town. Like I said, he was at the uh, No Mic stand that I did Friday and was great there. He's recently been on the Southtown Pub uh, weekly showcase. Did a great job there. And Stefan, you know, Stefan's here in St. Louis 
doing it, working hard, just killing it on stage. Very excited to get him on the show finally. It's way past time. Uh, that's going to be a great lineup for you. And then, uh, you know, I've been doing the special co-host every month, four years, mine and ours, just while Meredith uh, Hopping has been on break. And uh, I'm very excited to announce uh, May's guest co-host. Uh, it's been, been a long time coming. Very excited to have this person want to work with them for a while my co-host for me is meredith hopping that's right she's back at it and she's coming back to the show we're gonna, the team's back together the, the dynamic duo we're gonna be back at it uh dancing poorly on stage she'll probably kick me in the head five minutes into the show uh, and i cannot wait uh because this is a, a show that we start together is yours mine and ours uh doing this for a year now it's been it's been a fantastic year getting to work with meredith so very excited to have her back on stage with us so please come out may 16th for the next yours mine and ours at the heavy anchor 8 p.m five dollars it's gonna be a great time you come out you'll laugh with us you'll love with us we'll dance we'll sing we'll go to karaoke we'll go get breakfast we'll do we'll do it all let's just let's have ourselves a good time uh please be there for that may 16th at the heavy anchor and then we've got some more great lineups uh, coming for you all over the summer. In June, our headliner is going to be the very funny Larry Green, also of St. Louis, out on the road on the regular. Very excited, very lucky to be having him coming back through and doing this show with us. Uh, in July, you'll get to see the very funny Dwayne Duke, who's going to be in from Cleveland. Uh, love getting to work with Dwayne. Met him down at the Broken Record Comedy Show in Nashville. Uh, last year, it's such a pleasure to work with. So very excited to have him joining us. He runs the uh, Queer Comedy Festival in Cleveland, getting ready to do its second year. So that's something you're interested in. Uh, I'm not sure if submissions are still up, but even if submissions aren't up, but you want to just go see a great festival, a new festival in the scene, go check out the Queer Comedy Festival in Cleveland. And uh, you can learn more about it from Dwayne when he's here to do the July show. And then in August, it's your boy, uh, Chris Sear. Big Papa Doc of Impolite Company will be our headliner in August. So it's going to be a fantastic summer for comedy with yours, mine, and ours. So we hope to see you down there monthly for that. Uh, if I'm not seeing you down there for the shows, I hope you, I see you out and about uh, patronizing some of our fantastic sponsors. We've got a lot of great sponsors for the Lions and Impolite Company. Going to take a minute to shout them out. First off, we've got the Crow's Nest over in Maplewood, 7336 Manchester. Uh, just right there in the heart of Maplewood. Go in. They're open seven days a week. Slide through. Get yourself a nice drink from the great bar staff. Uh, have yourself a good dinner. Their menus are album sleeve, record sleeves. Uh, it's always fun. You go in on the weekends. You can check out the Metal Brunch. That happens until 2 p.m. You know, it's, it's, it's just a great time. You go in on Wednesdays. You can see Wild Card Comedy, which is the weekly open mic hosted by Chris Sear and J.C. Sabala. And it's all happening right there at the Crow's Nest. You know, they, it's, a, it's a great place to be, a great place to see some comedy, get a drink, and just hang out with your friends. Uh, fun time in the city. It's the Crow's Nest. We've also got uh, Taco Circus at 4258 Schiller, right there at the corner of Schiller and Morganford. Uh, not far at all from the Bevo Mill. Head on down there. They're open Wednesdays through Monday. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You, you know, it's just authentic Austin, Texas-style Mexican food right in the heart of South City, St. Louis. Uh, you can order it for pickup. You can order when you get there. You can get it catered. 
It's Taco Circus, 4258 Schiller. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesdays through through Mondays. If you get there to 4258 Schiller and you're looking for a big top tent, you're not going to find it. What you are going to find is uh, just delicious Austin, Texas-style Mexican food. But you don't have to go all the way to Austin because why would you want to do that? That's a long drive. You've got a busy week. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of miles in your car. Gas is high. But you don't need to worry about that because Taco Circus will take care of you every Wednesday through Monday. You can slide over to Cherokee Street sometime if you want to see me. You might find me uh, at 2635 Cherokee Street hitting up the Fortune Teller Bar. That's right, open seven days a week. You can go in there for one of their delicious cocktails made with in-house bitters. Uh, another great bar staff right there. Just a really cool setup they've got there. A lot of interesting decor up on the walls. It's just a, a great place. Atmosphere, you know, dim lights. You, you get a drink with your friends, your loved ones, whoever. And at the same time, you can get your fortune told. Guys, they do it right there. It's the fortune teller bar. They do poem readings, tarot cards, tea leaves. They'll tell you what's what's down the road for you. Uh, and what's always going to be down the road for you is a good time if you're there at Fortune Teller, 2635 Cherokee. You can head across the street to 2634 Cherokee uh, to check out El Chico Bakery. Also open Wednesday through Monday. You go in there for uh, authentic Mexican bread, uh, pastries, and pinatas. You go in on the weekend, get tamales. It's El Chico Bakery. You get, get your belly full. Before you head on over for some drinking, it's just the place to be. There's so much going on in Cherokee Street. I wish I saw you guys more there. Come and hang out with me. I don't like traveling out of my neighborhood. Uh, so some come see me on Cherokee Street at Fortune Teller Bar and El Chico Bakery. Or maybe I'll see you at King Edward's Chicken and Fish over 8654 Watson Road down in Crestwood. Uh, slide on over there seven days a week. Bare Bones, Counter Service Cafe, Fried Chicken, Fish, Gizzards. Uh, baked mac and cheese, well worth the trip because, you know, summertime is coming, we're deep in the spring, it's warming up outside, hopefully it stays that way, and when I'm thinking warm weather in summer, that's exactly what I'm thinking, is a, is a big old heap of catfish, uh, some fried chicken, I'll, I'll, I'm all about that, I'm going to be spending a lot of my summer over there in Crestwood, so come hang out with me, let's get ourselves some some good, good food. Uh, those are the sponsors. Of course, we can't do the show without them. So big thanks to them for their support. Please go out and support them. Uh, let them know we love them. I finished uh, finished Ozark. I might have said this on a recent episode. I can't remember, but I did finally get through it. Uh, Ozark's pretty good. Seasons 1 and 2, they definitely have me hooked. I mean, I've, there's definitely some issues that I've got with the, uh, the storyline and a lot of the uh, the family scenes just seem strange to me, but it's it's a really interesting role to see Jason Bateman in. Just because maybe this isn't everybody; it's probably just me. I just think of him as the guy from Horrible Bosses. I was never a big uh, Arrested Development fan, so I just see him in movies here and there. So it was really fun getting to see him see his character develop throughout a series. It was very very cool. Uh, really excited for season three coming out this fall. Much more excited for that than I am for Stranger Things. I don't know. I'll, pro- uh, I'll probably end up giving Stranger Things another try over the summer here just because I'm running out of things to watch. And I don't know. Everybody everybody loves it. And so I really want to like it. But I just I just really never have. I haven't been able to get into it. But uh, maybe I'll give it another shot. If there's anybody out there that's just really into Stranger Things and if you really think you might know what it's going to take to get me into it, 
join me for an episode, maybe watch the first couple episodes with me, uh, me get, get me back on track, help me find the Lord, get me to salvation, what else have I watched recently, uh, Someone Great, Netflix uh, original movie that came out this year, with your boy Lakeith Stanfield, uh, from Get Out in Atlanta, uh, he plays Darius in Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta. Can't wait for that season three. But yeah, Luke Keith's in this movie. Uh, it's starring Gina Rodriguez. Uh, also, uh, very, very great performance from her. Brittany Snow is in it. Coming back to us from Pitch Perfect. Uh, DeWanda Wise. It's a great. I'll just well. I'll I'll just read the synopsis for you off IMDb. Uh, after a devastating breakup on the eve of her cross-country move, Ginny enjoys one last New York City adventure with her two best pals. Someone Great is a romantic comedy about love, loss, growth, and the everlasting bond of female friendship. And it's dope. It's a, It was a really good movie. It had a very, I don't know, almost a, a Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist vibe to it. But, you know, with, without just being centered on the guy and the girl, it really is more centered on these three friends so i guess kind of like it's nick and Nora's infinite playlist meets maybe super bad uh but not with michael sarah <laughs> twice all right that'd be a fun crossover movie i'm getting off track uh someone great yeah uh what was it again so lakeith stanfield uh and gina rodriguez they're a couple that have just broken up and it's just about gina's last real night in the city with in the city with her with her homegirls, their her besties, her day ones, uh, just just a really fun trio to see, and just about one wild night in New York City, uh, which you know we if anybody can relate to it, it's all of us. We've all got those nights that just uh, stand out in our memories with our friends. We you know, stayed out way too late, getting up to no good, uh, lots of fighting, or all all the hard truths are being said, or everybody's kind of. Throwing down, you know, you're not sure if we're all going to be friends at the end of the night, but we all make it through together. Uh, and that's exactly what this movie is. So definitely worth a watch if you're on Netflix looking for something. It, it's a good, a good time. Uh, so I watched All About Nina recently. Uh, I don't remember if that's a Netflix original movie, but it is on Netflix right now. Uh, it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Common. That's right, Common. Common plays the uh, love interest in this film about a stand-up comic who moves from New York to L.A. That would be Mary Elizabeth Crawford, Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, in the role of Nina, and then Common as Rafe. Uh, no, it was, it was a it was a fun movie. Uh, she makes the move over to L.A. and she's she's been you know kind of. On the rise for a while. She lives in New York, but she's got an agent out there in Cali, and uh, she's going out there and auditioning for a primetime comedy show. And it's it's just a, it's like the cinematic version of uh, Crashing, except it's not Pete Holmes being Pete Holmes. Uh, so check out All About Nina while it's on Netflix. Do it before it's gone. I've got a bad history of putting movies on my list on Netflix to get to them, and then when I'm finally ready for them, Netflix is just taking them off. So definitely don't miss out on this one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, a good movie for comics to watch and a good movie for really anybody to watch. Check it out. A movie you don't uh, necessarily have to check out, uh, 
Boogie Nights. I finally watched it. Never seen it. Didn't really know what was going on. Uh, got asked to watch it to come on to a radio show. Slid on the We Are Live for a segment they do called uh, The Recasting Couch. Uh, very fun time. We, they, they pick a movie, uh, some kind of iconic movie, and then recast them with a very niche category. So I went on a few weeks ago. We did The Departed. Uh, but we recast it with black actors from 90s sitcoms. And uh, it was a very interesting lineup that we had there. And then this time we did it with Boogie Nights, recasting them uh, with Disney characters. Just anyone from the Disney whatever verse. Uh, and I'd never seen Boogie Nights. And you know they, they asked me to come on do the show. And I love working with Chris Denman, Travis Terrell, and Chris Gardner. So of course I'm going to jump on the opportunity. Then I realized, oh man, I've never seen Boogie Nights. But it's like, alright, cool. I search, I Google, I see that it's on YouTube for two bucks. Like, cool, it's Thursday night. I'll rent Boogie Nights, I'll watch it, then I'll go out and start my weekend. The movie's two and a half hours long. Two and a half hours of just baby-faced Mark Wahlberg. Probably was 30 years old already when that movie came out, but somehow looks 12. Uh, Burt Reynolds, Don Cheadle, Philip Seymour Hoffman... John C. Riley, probably in the first role I've ever actually enjoyed him in. No, it was uh, it was an interesting movie. Um, but just oh my god, so long and just just so stretched out. It was like it was like the room if the room had been two and a half hours long. Um, but worth it to just to get do that recasting with Disney characters. Uh, so yeah, actually go ahead and watch Boogie Nights and then think about what uh, Disney characters you would recast it with. It's just a fun thinking exercise, good creative writing process, get the juices flowing for you. Um, I don't know guys, I said it was going to be uh, probably a short one. I think I'm just uh, very buzzed up, amped up, got a lot of adrenaline, excited for uh, that episode 2 starting in about 30 minutes here at Game of Thrones, baby. So I will check that out. But yeah, like I said, uh, come see a show soon. I'll be doing Edwardsville April 27th at the Artisanal Bakery for the Dark Rose Comedy Show with Doug Morris. Bobby J. Cox and Matt Wayman are going to be on that show as well. So please come and check it out. Uh, let's see. Cinco de Mayo weekend. First weekend in May. I will be in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, not doing comedy, just visiting the family. So if you're still down there in the ox patch, hit me up. We'll go. Maybe we'll try to grab lunch or breakfast or something. Just get out your boy. I want to see my friends. Uh, and yeah, that is it. Uh, tune in daily to Impolite Company, ImpoliteCompany.com. You can hear Chris here with his classic episodes. Uh, Coming on the Fridays for Yale Hollander's dose of Impolite Coffee Break. Uh Go back and listen to some of the classic episodes. I had my recent interview with Justin Luke. Uh, we did Casey Paulson a couple weeks ago. I've had Pat Ryan on, so just go listen to those episodes. And like I said, if anybody wants to come on and talk about anything, uh, if you think I'm wrong, if you think that Michael Scott is some tender-hearted hero, if you still believe that after all these years, well, then you probably also still believe that Severus Snape is a hero. Severus Snape is not. He's a damn villain. He deserved his death. I'm glad Michael moved to Denver. 
Boulder, wherever he moved. Uh, but yeah, if you want, I want, I want to argue about these things. I, I want to drop these spicy hot takes. I want people to tell me I'm wrong. So go on here and we'll scream at each other like Bill O'Reilly and any guest of his that ever made sense. You know, we can do it uh, Nancy Grace and Two Chain style. I'll, I'll play the Nancy Grace role. Uh, just berate you and berate you, and you can prove me wrong, and then I'll still claim myself winner at the end because it's my show. Uh, it's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a great summer. Uh, it's a beautiful day to be alive. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. I love you.